Now back to the Green Architects Lounge. And we're back. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Phil? I'm doing great, Chris. Uh, I just came from the same. You look exactly the same as the last time I was. Because I am. I'm a, I'm a few seconds later. <laughs> okay. And now, one gray hair, though, I think is proud of They come up fast now. I know. It's sad. Exponentially quick when, it, when you hit a certain point. I know. And they come out, too, once in a while. But only from up here. Anyway, um, I can I can see it. Yeah, your forehead is, is shiny. It's no. gotten larger since I last seen you. It's big. I've got a big forehead. Yeah, wiser, wiser. It looks uh, like yeah. your frontal smart. lobe has enlarged. Uh, you look let's brilliant. hope so. Let's hope so. All right, you want to keep talking about passive houses? Yeah, let's talk about some of the specifics here. What are the standards? What are, what are the exact numbers that you gotta hit? Well, standards are um, that the you know what the beautiful thing about the passive house. Mm-hmm. Uh, movement or certification or whatever is unlike lead where there's 69 points and lots of things to talk about you know you get a point for this you get it you you know you're too big you lose points here and all that you right, those all numbers change it doesn't right. mean and, anything and just, in absolute sense right this is so german and so beautiful <laughs> that it it gets put down you know there's three standards to meet and that's it. And they take it out to what, at least one decimal decimal point. Oh, oh yeah, decimal. exactly. Exactly. Right? They don't round. No. <laughs> Why would you? That's imprecise. Anyway, um, so so the first requirement to be a to be a passive house, uh, you need a heating and cooling uh, requirement of the design. Mm-hmm. As in as in you don't need a performance test this. Mm-hmm. You need you know the the design to say this of uh, fifteen kilowatts. Uh, 15 kilowatt hours per square meter and to us here in the states of course that's 4,755 BTUs per square foot and that's per square foot per year right? per year yep. thank you Phil uh, so I'll say it again 4,755 BTU per square foot per year that's right so but you know let's put that into some perspective yeah let's talk about what that really means <laughs> that's that's a, that's a tough number to get your head exactly around. And like you and I hear that we go whoa yeah that's that's low yeah so let's talk about okay a typical New England house is you know seventy to I mean a, a fairly new house seventy to one hundred thousand right. BTUs per square foot per year and you know the old leaky ones you just keep going you know one thirty or or beyond right now if you do a a new well built house. It's not trying to be super insulated or low energy. You can hit forty, you know, forty to seventy thousand BTUs per square foot per year. Yeah, this is what my friend uh, Wes Riley tells oh, me. Oh yeah, Wes. Yeah. yeah, Wes is a. He's been around doing this for a long time. And sure. These are the numbers that he's he's seeing now. Okay. Uh, when he's doing going right, now, doing testing. Now we're doing like let's do a real energy efficient house. You and I, you know, like houses mm-hmm. that we do often. Yeah, let's super insulate, okay? Yeah. You know, let's do R40, R60. Let's, let's oh, be mindful you know. of thermal bridging. Yeah. Put in some good glass. Absolutely. We're going to have a continuous envelope of insulation. Maybe, maybe we're going to end to 10 or 15,000, right? About, yeah, well, maybe 20. 15, 15 to 20. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe 10. Yeah, maybe 10. Right. And we're yeah. feeling good about ourselves, yeah. aren't we? It's for 10, that. Yeah. Ten, if you get to 10,000 BTUs per square foot so, for a year, you know, you're, and and you're at net zero there. You're shouting distance, and you've gotten your loads way down. And that's what we did with Bright Build Barn. We uh-huh. were we were down about nine thousand BTUs per square foot. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. And it's a tiny house, though. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a small house. It is small. It is so small. that that helps. Now now here we are. If we say ten 
Thousand mm-hmm. is what a really good house that we've been talking about for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is half, less than half of that. Exactly. Holy crap! Boom. Yeah. So, so this is not for the timid. This is so. This is so. In one way, this is very exciting, but in another way, it's very daunting. Mm-hmm. So it's that challenge, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of part of the excitement about and part of why people want to do it is yeah. you know it's that mountain peak that. Uh, you know, a few people get to actually see because they have the fortitude to make it up. And we talk about this that this is a ninety percent reduction. Yeah. So you know, if you're talking about five thousand, you know, what's ten times that is you know between forty and seventy. Right. I mean. Right. So where you see where that ninety percent comes in. Right. And the difference between ninety percent reduction, ninety-two percent reduction is probably huge, as opposed to the difference between a five percent reduction and fifteen is piece of cake. Yeah. When I found out was praying with that spreadsheet, those last couple things the incremental numbers things don't those numbers don't jump down so quickly no, no anymore no you get yeah exactly so that's one standard that's heating and cooling okay now the second standard is for primary source energy and that's well i'll say what it is um basically for the and it's for the design again it doesn't have to be tested it, you know it's it's what the design yields it's 120 uh, kilowatt hours per square meter, and that translates to us here in the states as 11.1 kilowatt hours per square foot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's there's a can- there's some people out there who think, you know, this all ought to be about primary energy. It ought to be about the amount of energy it consumes. Mm-hmm. If if a house could consume no energy, then isn't that all you really care about? Well, the reason why it's it's done that way is because the um, you know that first number, the heating uh, heating and cooling demand. Load. I mean that that directly relates to the building's the building envelope. Mm-hmm. There's no variable. I mean your the delivery of your energy could change over the years, or you could you know technology could advance. You know you could change your light bulbs, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden your energy just went down. I mean there's the, we're talking about the things that you do to the house that are going to stay with it forever. The envelope mostly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why you have the first one. You have the second one, and also I should say that primary source energy that that number is not just what you're reading off the meter that is your source the, the word source what that means is yeah this blows me away a little bit yeah and it well and it's it's a very mature look at the electrons that come in your house we're talking about all the energy it takes to get that energy to you so there's like you know if you imagine it you know for every one kilowatt you burn uh it t- it took another kilowatt to get it there or two mm-hmm. and so there's a factor that's used and right now the factor i think uh, maybe we'll talk to Jesse about this because he might know better. But I think the factor that's used is based on European electrical grid systems and not mm-hmm. ours. But but so so that number, you might look at that number and think, yeah, I could hit that. But then you realize, oh, I, I pretty much have to double that because, um, or even more because I, it's it's not just the electricity, but the electricity it took to get the electricity to my house. Right. So they, as I understand it, even if you have PV panels on your roof, those are actually not going directly into your house. They go back into the grid. That's exactly right. So they even degrade those by, what, 25% or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You think think you're going to be really cool, oh, but I'm going to supplement with my PVs. But no, because what that does, just like you said, it goes back into the grid. Unless you're doing a battery system and then, ah, that's not even, that's a different podcast. So Germans will not allow greenwashing. They're smart. Oh, they're up, I mean, there ain't no such thing here. No. You got to do it right. Exactly. And when I talk to Dr. Feist, mm-hmm. when many people, every, at every turn, they stick to their guns about 
these numbers because it, it's very you, you know like a New England builder will say oh but those were German standards this is so hard shouldn't I get a shouldn't I get a pass because I'm doing I'm doing a retrofit you know or I'm doing a an infill unit don't you want to promote infill units mm-hmm. and you know tweak this number no nine mm-hmm. nine, <laughs> nine. Yeah. it is what it is hit it or not we don't care you know this is a you know make make this is all about energy use mm-hmm. and it's a standard yeah. if you can hit it then you deserve it if you don't you know, it doesn't mean you didn't do mm-hmm. a good job. It just means you didn't do a pass enough. But I will say that I understand they're coming out with uh, new standards for retrofits specifically. They are? Yeah. Well, I think, yes, they are. And, and also, they are dividing the uh, globe into zones, six distinct zones mm-hmm. that will have their own standards based on those. Because apparently there's been a lot of, you know, uh, people who are, you know, like, you know, you're in Florida, you're like, oh, well, you know. These are different numbers yeah. for them. So. Yeah. All right. All right. So the third one, one is interesting. It's air tightness, but the thing is that this is the only one that actually needs to be verified. Yes. Right. The other two are theoretical. They're design based. You do need your documentation that you you hand in on the design. This needs to be test, tested and verified. And they need a vial of blood too. I think. Oh, right? exactly. And uh, yeah. And a promise. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So you know, right now you're trying to hit point uh, six ACH fifty. And this is one of the, another one of those numbers that we we've been forced to get fluent with. with. Yeah, right. so yeah. Everyone should know ACH fifty. Air changes per hour at fifty pascals. Right. right, and we've talked about that in the past, yep. so we don't have to hammer that. Right. So, uh, but a that's point, a, point six is, is is tough stuff. You know, we're yeah. we're we're getting it on our tightest yeah. best projects now. Yeah, I think I have two that meet mm-hmm. this right now. Yep. Same so, with us. We've got two. Yeah, and we've got uh, you know we have a few others that are under one yeah, but the typical New England house is four to five if you're not paying attention. Exactly. Good builders, you can get it to two. Yeah, exactly. Good builders get it to Good two. Good builders can, and and that's and I and I think two mm-hmm. is respectable. Mm-hmm. One, you know, applaud yourself. Good job. Right. You are thinking about air tightness every step of the way. Oh yeah. If you're you can caulking you can. everything. You're doing multiple blower door tests, and that's the only way you're really going to get below one. Exactly. Point six is yeah. Yeah. You Kudos just keep going. to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then. Uh, let's talk about the um, let's talk about the uh, uh, passive house. Um, uh, uh, basically, it's an, it's an energy model is what it is. The PHPP, right? The yeah. Pla- passive house planning package, PHPP, which is what everyone calls it. But basically, uh, it it is. At I once... actually didn't even know what it stood for. Oh, really? No. Because you've just been calling it the PHP. Yeah, I thought it was something German. I, oh, yeah. I <laughs> so why bother? I just backed off. I didn't oh, no, sound no, no. dumb. No, no, no. Could get the pronunciation right or something. Um, so thank you. Yeah, oh, sure. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this so that you're... All right. Um, but <laughs> basically, it's, it's, it's a, at once uh, very inviting and extremely daunting because it's an Excel spreadsheet. And I learned that. I'm like, are you serious? So like, I'm going to do... I, I just input... All I need to know is find out the information, put it in a cell, and it was good. it's going to spit it out for me. Piece of cake, piece right? Of cake. And I open up this thing, and I start working on it. I'm like, what? what? The bitterest cake ever. <laughs> it is. Oh. So, guys, I mean, you think you're if you're good with Excel, awesome. This will challenge. I mean, and it was intentionally done in Excel. I talked to, you know, when I asked Dr. Feist about it, about what you know what's hmm. what's the future of, of PHPP because mm-hmm. it still feels when I'm working in Excel I, and putting in areas you know of uh, you know spaces and things I start thinking to myself well wow this feels you know like 
1995 or whatever. You, you know, like there's got to be a um, an advanced system, but it's intentional to be open so that everyone can use it and everyone can see what's happening, and it makes it so that other people in the future will be able to, you know, make software that links to your to your um, SketchUp or to mm -hmm. AutoCAD or to whatever Revit and and start you know taking the data that's in that program and sticking it in these cells and all mm -hmm. that. So, but they're not taking that on. They're mm -hmm. going to let others. So the the so the the core, which is the spreadsheet, is what it is at least for now, and uh, we'll stay that way. But basically, good thought. Yeah, smart. It's a massive Excel spreadsheet with lots of cells and lots of tabs. Mm -hmm. And when you're done filling in all these cells and, and what and you know so what what are your inputs phil your inputs are basically you're, you're putting in things like u values of things right in specific u values for each window for every oh, single yeah. one you don't just enter right you you divide things up you have you can divide up your your assemblies mm -hmm. into different categories and give u values mm -hmm. for each of those mm -hmm. you're really forced to use real u values not just like your insulation r value number you know reciprocal or whatever and um uh, you have right. They they separate the frame from yeah, the exactly. from the glass exactly. and, the, and center glass. Yeah, and there's uh, there's numbers for ventilation and annual heat demand, uh, shading, um, you know, electricity use, appliances, and all, well, actually, I don't know about appliances, but um, that you know, just the the number of things that you have to put in is just. I mean the specifics of the duct work too. Right? Yeah, yeah, like exactly, in, in exactly. Extreme detail. Right. So, but it, but the beauty is when you're done, you have a spreadsheet that everyone can open pretty much. That that now uh, you know has uh, that summarizes your numbers, and at the end, you know it it shows these three standards for your well not your three but the two for um, you know the heat demand and the primary source, uh, energy demand, and boom, you got it. And it's an energy model, and now you can start playing with it if you want. Um, you know, change those windows. What happens? You know, boom! You see it. You see mm -hmm. it all happen right there. So it's it's not only a tool, uh, but also what you use at the end to submit to um, prove that you are a passive house. And something interesting that that I've heard about the PHPP is that it has been proven essentially to be the most accurate energy model that's out there. Yeah, I, I would it believe tells, that. It, it tells the truth more than anything. That we've used pretty much anyone anywhere in the world. Well, I, I, I don't have any basis for agreeing with that, but man, I agree. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I see, I mean, you know, just everything needs to go. Just in. the rigor. Yeah, it's a very you, you rigorous. You think, right? But it it it, it bears true. So it, it it has made us think as a firm that we should probably be using this or strive to use it to a certain degree on projects, that even that, are, that we're not trying to hit passive house on. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to call this a part? We'll call this part two the standards. And the standards. We'll, yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll move on. So uh, uh, check in with us again later, folks. And uh, if you're, uh, you know, stay tuned. If you're feeling so brave, there's more passive power. Much more. future. Yeah. All right. Take care. That's it for this part of the episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more from the Green Architects Lounge podcast. A quick reminder that our theme music is Zelda's theme from Perez Prado and that the views and drinking habits of the hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Green Building Advisor. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and keep up the good work.